I was like, where's she gone? Um, <laughs> brilliant. Thank you. Well, good morning. What a wonderful morning already, right? We're going to read from the Word of God now. We're looking at Matthew 22, 1 through 14. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who've been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field and another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go into the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much, Colleen. I'm going to ask God for his help as we study and look at that uh, passage. Please do keep it open in front of you. That's God's word. Um, and uh, that's so to test what I'm saying against that as we go through. Uh, Father God, there are bits of your scriptures that are easy for us to hear. There are bits that are quite hard. Um, and yet you, you promise that your spirit will help us to understand you. Your spirit calls you the God of love. And so, Father, I pr- would, would you work in us to see the wonderful mercy here in, in this passage? And help us to understand how this is good news that we can enjoy. For I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, if you've been with us over the last few weeks, uh, you'll know we, we're in a series of, uh, of kind of stories Jesus told to talk about his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Um, in fact, if you haven't been with us for the last few weeks, that's what we've been doing as well. Um, but, um, uh, but today is, is the last of those. Uh, and this is a story that Jesus tells us to help us understand what his kingdom uh, is like, what the kingdom uh, that, that Fabian is going to grow up as part of uh, is like. And at the heart of this message is this, there is a feast and Jesus invites you to come and feast with him. That's, uh, that's at the heart of what's going on here. There's a feast and Jesus invites you, come and feast uh, with me. Uh, 
Jesus uh, tells a story. He says uh, there was a king, uh, that's God, uh, who, who threw a wedding banquet for his son. That's, that's Jesus. Uh, and he sent his servants out to those who'd been invited to the banquet uh, to tell them to come. I wonder um, if you've ever been to a particularly good wedding. Uh, I love a good wedding. I love most weddings, um, but I, I love it when, you, when you've known the couple for a while and, uh, and you're excited about them finally getting married. And, oh, it's wonderful. I also love it when, you know, when you get a, a wedding invite and you look at the invite and you're like, that's going to be a really, really good party. I'm really looking forward to that. I love those weddings. In fact, I had one last summer. Um, it, was, uh, it was a friend of mine. Um, uh, he was part of my youth group, and, and I was marrying him to his wife. Uh, and then afterwards, um, and not only was that a delightful part, but, but we got to the reception, and, uh, and there were people with trays of cheeseburgers. I was like, this is awesome. So there I was uh, enjoying these cheeseburgers. Oh, it was great. Uh, little did I know that the, the doors were about to open, and the cheeseburgers were only the entree. Uh, there was a four-course meal with roast beef and Yorkshire puddings uh, to come after. I mean, it was incredible. It was an incredible feast. I, I, I love feasting at weddings. Uh, and here, Jesus has this feast, and he says, I want you to come. Uh, in those days, um, the way that wedding invites would work is a bit similar today. You get an invite with an RSVP. Uh, you'd say, yes, I, I'm going to come along. Um, but then there wouldn't be a kind of an email a few days before uh, kind of reminding you or anything like that. Uh, instead, what would happen is as the wedding was about to start, that servants would go out and they'd kind of knock on the doors and they'd say, it's about to start. Wedding breakfast is coming. Come along. Now's the time to come. Uh, and that's what's going on uh, as Jesus is talking. Uh, and uh, so Jesus talks about this king, uh, and he's, he sends uh, his messengers, uh, verse, um, uh, verse uh, 2, the kingdom of heaven's like a king who prepared a wedding feast for his son. Uh, he sent the servants out to those who'd been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Literally, they didn't desire coming. They didn't want to come. Now, What's going on here? Uh, Jesus is talking about those who've RSVP'd, uh, those who've said, uh, yeah, we're going to come. And then when the servants go out to say, now's the time, they say, I, I don't really want to. Uh, in his original context here, uh, Jesus is talking about the religious people, uh, specifically uh, the, the, the nation uh, of, uh, of Israel. Uh, he was saying, look, uh, you guys have RSVP'd. You've been part of God's people all the way through. Uh, and now I'm inviting you to come and feast with me. Uh, I'm here, and you don't want me. Uh, the king uh, is gracious there. He doesn't just send one set. Uh, he sends another set, verse 4, little number 4. Uh, then he sent some more servants, and he said, uh, Tell them who have been invited that I prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened calf have been butchered, and everything's ready. Come to the wedding banquet. The king says, Look, I've got the cheeseburgers, and I've got the oxen burgers. Uh, I've been to Threshers. I've got the best wine. Come on. It's going to be awesome. And the people... The religious people, well, they paid no attention. Literally, they didn't care and went off, one to his field, another to his business. Uh, the rest were so antagonistic, they, they seized the servants and mistreated them and killed them. Here are those who have RSVP'd, uh, the people you would expect to come along, and they don't. Why? Uh, what's going on? Well, actually... For some of us, and, and this, this hits home very quickly for us, for some of us, we are the religious people, aren't we? 
Uh, we're those who would have RSVP'd. Uh, yeah, we come along to, to church. Uh, we, uh, we've maybe been baptized like little Fabian or even confirmed. Uh, we're those who, who, who would seem to be those who've RSVP'd. Yes, I'm coming. Uh, and Jesus says, okay, then come and feast with me. Come and enjoy being part of my kingdom. Uh, come and get stuck into uh, listening to what I've got to say to you in, in, in my word, the Bible. Uh, pray to me, talk to me, enjoy me. One of the things on our website that we love to do is to enjoy God. That's part of what it means to be a Christian. Uh, and Jesus says, come and feast. And the danger is that the religious people, they say, actually, do you know what? My, my work's kind of busy. I, I'm going to put this aside. I don't really want that. I'm just going to focus on the here and now. I've got a field that needs sorting out. I'll put aside enjoying God, spending time with his people, getting stuck into his word, because actually what I really care about is the stuff here and now. This is the religious people. And there's a danger, actually, um, and it's here in the passage. The danger is that, that as Jesus keeps inviting us, saying, come, come and, and, and check this out, what we end up doing is, is resenting him. He becomes a thing on the to-do list. Oh, I've got to read my Bible today, have I? And eventually we resent him to the point of rejecting him. In fact, we saw that uh, with the first uh, century people there. Jesus is speaking to people, some of whom would be in a crowd a few weeks later crying, crucify him. The rest, verse 6, little number 6, the rest seized the servants mistreated them and killed them. Now, you might think that following verse, verse 7, sounds a little bit harsh. Uh, The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Uh, But just think about this for a moment. Uh, These are servants of a king who are being mistreated and killed. That sounds quite aggressive, doesn't it? Being mistreated and killed. It sounds like treason, actually. Imagine for a second that um, uh, the British embassy in Moscow, um, imagine that we heard tomorrow that during this service, uh, that embassy, the walls have been knocked down, uh, people have flooded in, uh, the inhabitants of that area had been mistreated and many of them killed. We would see that as tantamount to a declaration of war, wouldn't we? We'd expect uh, some retaliation. But here's the king. He's got this wedding feast. He's got the cheeseburgers ready and nobody's coming. So what does he do? Well, look at number eight with me. Uh, Then he said to his servants, the the wedding banquet's ready, uh, but those I invited don't deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled uh, with guests. Uh, the king, he sends, his, uh, he sends his servants out. He says, go to the places where the, the streets kind of meet. Uh, that would have been kind of the entrance, really, to the towns where, where the streets all kind of diverge out. In other words, go to the place where everybody is and invite anybody, anybody you want. Just, just invite them along. And the, king, and, and the king's feast is full to bursting. Now, here's where... Um, we see that Jesus is a bit of a figure who, well, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's slightly frowned on by societies throughout uh, history. Um, those societies that are kind of uh, societally very conservative, 
they look at a passage like this and they say, wait a second, you're inviting the good and the bad. You're, you're actively inviting the bad to come along to the feast. Really? I'm, I'm not sure I like that. Uh, we, we like the retribution stuff. Yeah, give us that. But, but, but really, you're inviting the bad? But then the kind of society, the, the, the kind of more liberal societies, uh, they look at this and they, they, they don't like the retribution stuff. No, we don't, we don't like that. But we love this idea of everybody coming. Jesus, uh, he, he offends all sorts of societies. Uh, but notice this, uh, he specifically invites the bad people. In other words, Jesus' invitation, come and feast with me, come and enjoy this kingdom, is not just for the religious types. You, you might not be very used to coming along to church. Uh, in fact, you might have walked through here, uh, and in your mind, there might have been, I wonder if I'm going to get a bolt of lightning for walking into this place. This is a, a weird place. I don't, I don't do this. Jesus' invitation is for people like you. It's for people uh, who, who are religious, people who aren't religious, people who are old, people who are young, uh, people from this nation, people from elsewhere, people who live nearby, people who live a long way away. Uh, Jesus' invitation is for everybody. Did, did he see? Go and invite everybody. The bad as well as the good. Maybe you're here and there's a part of you that thinks if there is a God, then he doesn't want anything to do with me. If he knew the stuff I'd done... He wouldn't want anything to do with me. This passage says completely the opposite. It says, invite the bad as, as well as the good. You think of yourself as bad, he's inviting you. You think of yourself as good, he's inviting you. He's inviting everybody. And that's pretty awesome. Because you can imagine it, can't you? Somebody walking in through the gates of the city there, they get to this place where all the roads uh, diverge. Uh, they look around themselves. They think, well, where am I going to go today? I don't know, maybe they're, uh, maybe they're hard up. I don't know. And then suddenly a king's servant says, I, I want you to come to the king's son's wedding. Think Will and Kate. This is, this is pretty huge. It would be incredible, wouldn't it? It would be amazing. A few years ago, um, Rachel and I um, got stuck. Remember the ash cloud? Anyone remember the ash cloud? Uh, we, we got stuck with the ash cloud uh, when we were in uh, India, and we took a long time getting home. Uh, and part of the wonderful thing about that was on the way home, we got upgraded on our flight. That doesn't normally happen. Uh, and we got upgraded, and it meant that we were able to go into the lounge in the airport. And airport lounges are great, because uh, you can go in and, and you can like, eat whatever you want. There's a bit of a theme running through the sermon, isn't there? Uh, you can eat whatever you like. Uh, there's, there's free drinks, there's lovely sofas. It's great. And so Rachel and I, we walked in, and of course, we, we played it cool. We said, oh, we, well, we actually ate a little while ago. We're not going to have any of that. Free Coke? Nah, no. We'll, we'll, we'll just have... Did we heck? No. We loved it. We, we, we got the, uh, the food. And we went back for more. We stretched out on the sofas. Uh, we'd, we'd, we'd been trying to get home for weeks on end. Uh, we made the most of it. We loved it. You see, when you don't deserve something and it's given to you, you love it, don't you? There's an old preacher, C.H. Spurgeon. He said, um, always invite beggars to your feasts. Always invite beggars to your feasts because they cheer for every course. Every course that comes out, they're like, yeah, this is great. You can imagine how much cheering there would have been here at this banquet. People who didn't deserve to be there, yeah, yeah, we'd love this, this is great. They cheer for every course. 
But some of you are thinking, okay, well, that's, that sounds brilliant. Everyone's invited, lots of courses, that's great. But, but what about this dude who isn't dressed right? I mean, that kind of seems pretty harsh again, doesn't it? Let's have a look. Verse 12. Uh, but when the king came to see his guests, he noticed a man there who was not, dr- not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did he get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. So the king threw him out. Now, in one sense, this sounds harsh. Again, remember those kind of uh, societies that are on the more liberal end? They'd, they'd look at this and say, surely, I mean, the man didn't know he was coming to a wedding. He might have been poor. How can you really be inclusive? Invite, invite everybody in and then have a go at him for not wearing the clothes. It's a fair point, isn't it? The conservative end of the spectrum would be saying, absolutely right, he's gone to a king's, a king's feast. He should, he, should, he should have, if he hadn't got the stuff, he should have earned and worked and, and made himself right for a king's feast. What's going on? The man was speechless, and I think that's quite telling. Uh, you see, there are great reasons, aren't there, for him not having clothes. You could have easily said to the king, I, I just got here this morning, I wasn't coming to a wedding. I'm sorry, I don't have my clothes with me. Or do you know what, this morning I was begging for my next meal. How could I possibly have uh, the clothes? But when you think about it, that excuse would kind of be true for all of those that have been invited, wouldn't it? If the king wanted them uh, rightly in good clothes, then presumably the king is not just inviting them, but giving them the clothes to wear. If he wants them right, then surely that's what he would do. And so here we've got a man who walks in and who looks at himself and goes, yeah, I'll do. I don't need the king's clothing. I'm all right by myself. Now, why is that important? Because I think what Jesus is doing here is he's walking this line that accepts both the kind of theologic, uh, the societally um, liberal as well as the societally conservative. The conservatives say, uh, if you're going to come along to be part of God's kingdom, uh, then you've surely, it matters that you're not perfect. It matters that you've done wrong things. How can Jesus just accept you? Or or perhaps it's, it's easier for us to think of it. It matters that somebody who has wronged me that wrong matters, doesn't it? How can Jesus just accept them? That's the conservative, uh, the more liberal side would say, uh, but surely we want everybody to be able to come to this kingdom. So, uh, so surely we, we, we take the bar as low as possible. Anybody can come in. Whereas what Jesus does, he says, you can come in, come in and be clothed. The rest of the book of Matthew actually explains what goes on here. Later on, Jesus goes to the cross. This is the Easter story. Uh, And there, Jesus, who has lived a perfect life, never wronged anybody and never did bad by anybody. Uh, There, he dies the death of somebody who has hurt others, somebody like me, somebody like you. He dies that death in order that he can swap places with us. Uh, He can give us, if you like, his kingly royal robes. And we can take his place and we can feast at his kingdom coming to his kingdom is absolutely free for us but it cost jesus his life so what well what we've got in this passage is a king who looks at you and looks at me and says come and feast with me whatever you've done whoever you are Whatever you've thought previously, come and feast. Come and enjoy me. If that's something you'd like to 
think a little bit more about. Why not grab one of these? You should have been given one on your way in. If not, grab one on the way out. It's just got a little bit more about what I've been talking about, uh, how we come to know uh, that King Jesus and how we can enjoy feasting with him. But for now, I'm going to lead us in a prayer uh, and then we're going to sing together. Oh, Father God, thank you so, so much that at the heart of your kingdom, it is not rules and regulations. It's not being religious, but is a warm invitation. Father, I pray that we would enjoy coming and feasting with him. Father, somebody once said that uh, heaven is us saying your will be done. The alternative is, is you saying your will be done to us. Father, if we don't want that relationship with you, you don't force it upon us. But Father, if we do, you are quicker to forgive us than we are to ask. And so, Father, I pray that uh, we would be those who enjoy feasting on and with your Son. For I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next song. Uh,